walk into the nearest freaking hole, and the guy's like, hey, dude, take, here's a sword! This, this, this you're, stuff probably, out there. you're probably gonna fucking need You're this. gonna need this. There's some fucking crazy octopuses that shoot rocks at you. I have not put these controllers in the grip yet. You haven't even put them in the grip yet? No, because they bought the pro controller. Well, yeah, that makes sense. I, I figured you would have, like, tested it or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's the one that comes with it, correct? Yes. Okay. This is not the charge grip. I did right. not pay for, for the right. <laughs> All right. Here we go. All right. That doesn't feel wretched. Um, no. Feels pretty good. It's light. Yeah, it's interesting. Well, because there's no charge stuff. Yeah, there's in no it. charge stuff in it. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah, it feels pretty good. It feels better than holding one alone. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Russ was at work today. Yes, I had my switch with me. Yeah, he sounded very disappointed in me as a person. <laughs> He's like, I just listened to a podcast with you on it. <laughs> Where you were like, fuck the Switch. Yeah, yeah, you did. Now you have a Switch. Now you have a Switch. I'll, and I said the same thing to Russ that I'll say to anybody else <laughs> that wants to talk to me shit. Yeah. Is I tell everyone all the time, don't be like me. <laughs> do as I say, not as I do. Right, Hoss? Yeah. Oh. It's time for the Video Struck Podcast. Um... Hoss, you bought a Switch. Yeah, I did. Uh, from the last time we talked, uh, that's a bit of a surprise. Yeah, we're recording this on a Monday. What is this, Monday the 6th? Monday the 6th. So okay. I've had uh, about three days mm -hmm. uh, now to have a Switch uh, and a copy of Zelda. Yes. And a copy of Bomberman. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, in my possession. Yes, indeed. Um, I've played, um, I would say... <clears throat> More on the television than I thought I would simply because leaving the charger in the system while playing it in handheld mode is not awesome, but I love using the unit as a handheld. Right. Um, I, like the other night, I was watching The Revenant and I was playing right. Legend of Zelda, sitting on my couch, having sure. a good time. Watching Leo get right by a bear. Uh, That's a good movie. A, yeah, I hear it's good. Hear uh, it's good. Worth watching. Yeah. yeah. Um... But yeah, I uh, basically series of things happened. Uh, a switch found its way mm -hmm. into my purview. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's the one the the red and blue Joy-Con edition. Joy yeah. uh, that's the one I wanted. Yeah, just because like I knew that they were going to be shipping significantly less of those units, right? Than the gray ones, right? Uh, so I knew that I wanted it. Um, if I was going to get one. And then what I ended up doing was I went through my collection and I have a bunch of duplicates yeah. of like classic games and stuff. Sure. Uh, and just started dumping out my collection uh, and knocked a significant chunk of money off of the price mm -hmm. um, and just justified it in my head of, hey, I, I need this thing. Like, you know, I... I'm never going to not own a Nintendo platform during its life, sure. so, you know, why not? Um, I am significantly more impressed with the hardware than I thought I would be. I think the build quality of the unit is really good. Um, the Joy-Cons are totally fine. While, yeah. uh, I wouldn't want to spend extended periods of time using the Joy-Cons by themselves. Yeah, the singular version, yeah. Um, it's a bit... It, feel, it feels like fast play type of stuff. It doesn't. Yeah, like we played a little good. Bomberman that way the other day. Popped the kickstand up and played yeah. it that way, and it was fine. Right. Um, but primarily, if I 
was playing that thing, I would either want to be holding the entire unit to myself right. or have it docked with the Pro Controller, which sure. I picked up. I don't know if I mentioned that. Yes. Uh, I got a Pro Controller. That is an incredible feeling controller. Right. Uh, it's got a nice big battery in it. I stand corrected from last time. I would heard that that unit used double A's. That is not correct. Okay. Uh, that has a built-in battery. Okay. Um, cool. Uses your standard uh, uh, micro uh, USB connector like your Android phones do. Like the three, uh, like the Xbox One and PS4 controllers do. Sure. Uh, so they didn't go with some crazy standard there. Um, the coolest thing about this unit, where it's USB C, mm-hmm. it's like magic on my setup. Oh, yeah. If you have the switch on, yeah, and you sit it in the dock, and your television is off, and my receiver is off, it will turn the TV on, put it on the right input, turn on the receiver, put it on the right input, and then go. Wow. That's pretty cool. So, like, seamlessly with everything off, from me sitting the Switch on there to me playing is, like, less than 10 seconds. And that's with all the HDMI handshaking that has to go on. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, which is pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, from everything being on to dropping it on there, it's immediate. Yeah. It's just, it's on the TV now. Right, gotcha. Um, the the magic of that just drop and go stuff feels good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, uh... The Switch itself... Uh, I'll... I won't talk too long about the hardware. There's tons of hardware reviews out there. Right. Uh, but I'm talking real-world application aspects now. Right. Number one most shocking thing. I get the unit. I come home. It's about 1 in the morning, Thursday night. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'll go ahead and turn this thing on. Right, yeah. Uh, right. You know, I had to go to, like, the dentist and the optometrist the next day, so I didn't have to go to work. Right. Um, so I'm like, all right, I'll just go ahead and set this up. I'm sure this day one patch is going to take forever. Day one patch downloaded almost instantaneously. Oh, nice. Zelda day one patch downloaded almost instantaneously. They seem to have their network shit together. That's good. Nintendo with good network stuff? That's shocking. Mystifying. (laughs) Mystifying is the word. Uh, (laughs) Have they figured out the internet? (laughs) Dude, I don't know. Maybe that DNA company that they're working with to do their mobile stuff, who I've been led to believe is informing a lot of the stuff here, maybe... They get the internet a little bit better than Nintendo does. Sure. Um, yeah. Historically, anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, what else do you what else do you have questions about with the unit? Um, uh, do you want to know what's in the box? Yeah, yeah. What's in the box? In the box, what, you get the switch the with the Joy Cons. Right. You get the dock. You get the dock. You get an HDMI cable. Yeah. Um, you get the controller grip. You get the right. controller grip, and you also get. I think it's two of the bumpers that go on the Joy-Cons for when you're holding them separately. Right, right, right. I feel like I only saw one, though, but I haven't mm-hmm. dug through the box very much. I was just like, I need this thing. Right, yeah, this is what I need. Yeah. Forget the rest. Uh, <laughs> and then just moved on and started playing a, a brutal amount of Zelda over the next few days. Um, but yeah, I, I would say overall my experience with the hardware, um, if you turn the backlight down, uh, and especially if you disable Wi-Fi mm-hmm. uh, while you're playing Zelda, you can stretch that thing well over three hours. Oh, nice. Um, with the backlight at the stock setting yeah, and Wi-Fi on, mm-hmm. um, you're getting around 245. Okay, yeah. Um, Still a bit short. Uh, d- it's it's Vita ish. Yeah, it's around Vita. Yeah, it's you know it doesn't. When I ran out, I didn't feel like oh fuck. <laughs> um, you know, and there's right. there's things that you can do where you can plug in USB C power banks. Mm-hmm. 
um, to extend the life of that unit. Right. So if you're somebody who's like, well, I'm doing a cross-country flight, it's like, ah, oh, you know, you can get a power bank and do that. Or right. 90% of airplanes that are in the air now have... Have a USB or a, Well, they have uh, yeah. actual plug yeah, yeah. Uh, ports in them now. So just take your charger with it and you should be fine. Yeah. Um, one thing I don't like is that the plug on the switch dock, it's charge cable. It's got one of those fat things on it. Does it? Yeah. Really? That plugs into the wall. It's not like in the middle of the cord. It's, yeah. it's where the wall plug is. So for it, Why does anyone still make those? I don't know. It makes no sense. Put the brick in the center and then have it end in a regular fucking I, thing. I don't know. I think they wanted it just to... Whatever. Um, they didn't want to seem like, oh, there's... Not only is there two cords, then there's this, you know, this brain box. and I think they wanted to just be like, here's your cord and it plugs in. Right. Um... So, yeah, I mean, that's not exactly perfect, and I'm sure there will be third-party ones out there. Right. Um, I, I bet there already are. I know that there are a couple of third-party cases yeah. that have batteries in them. Right. Um, which could potentially allay some fears, mm-hmm. uh, you know, give you a little bit more. Like, I know the uh, uh, they released that kind of stuff for, like, the 3DS. It just makes your system a little fatter. Right. Um, but, yeah, I don't think battery life is going to be the biggest story of this unit. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some some weirdness where when you're playing Zelda, mm-hmm. um, the Switch itself has an IPS LED panel screen. Mm-hmm. That looks really sharp. Right. And whenever you're playing the Switch as a handheld, it natively renders that game at 720p. Right. When you drop it into the dock, it is then natively rendering that game at 900p and then upscaling it to 1080p. So you're getting a better looking image to go on your television. Gotcha. Um, it sounds like something about the rendering it at a different resolution and then uh, scaling that to 1080 mm-hmm. uh, makes the docked version of Zelda experience frame rate hitches that don't happen in handheld. Really? And I can say for a fact that as of right now that that's the way that that's happening. There's a good chance that they could patch that and get some of the weirdness out of the way. Because the the thing that's interesting about the frame rate dips... Meaning you'll get frame rate drops when it's docked, but not when you're on the go. Yes. Gotcha. Um, So when you're playing it as a handheld, 30 uh, solid. 30 solid. uh, And when you're you're docked sitting on your couch... Right. Uh, you'll you'll have some frame rate dips. I would say that that's potentially patchable. Okay. Uh, you know, with you know a firmware mm-hmm. uh, update. Sure. But uh, the f- the thing to know about Zelda first and foremost mm-hmm. is that that game is not frame rate tied. Right. You are not going to die because oh, frame rate dip three frames. It's not. Uh, yeah. Despite the fact that this game is much more serious in its combat. Right. Um, and uses timing stuff. It's it, We're not talking counting frames like Dark Souls here. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and also, Dark Souls is a frame counting game, and that game runs like garbage a lot of the times, <laughs> and it's fine. And nobody seems to mind about that. Yeah. Um, this game, the, the interesting thing about the frame rate dips that you get when it's in docked mode, the reason why I think that a patch might potentially be able to fix this yeah. uh, is the fact that it's not during, like, explosion-heavy sequences with a lot of, you know, uh, particle effects and stuff like that where you'll start seeing the dips. Right. You'll start seeing the dips uh, in situations where, like, uh, I turned in the open world and it went to re-render the grass and then uh, just hitched for a second. Yeah. Or I'm just wandering around in a circle and all of a sudden, uh, 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 all right, we're good. <laughs> and it's got to do with streaming tech. Mm-hmm. Um 
so I'm sure that there's a way that they can optimize that. But I mean, at a certain point, this game had to come out, right? And this runs considerably better. Some would some would say too early. You, um, <laughs> it's sitting down with it now. Yeah. Well, you said the system. I apologize. You never really said. Given Zelda. how good the firmware feels, mm-hmm. the UI, right? Might maybe well. this is what they wanted. Yeah, I don't they, know. I don't know. Yeah, and because it's like well, a lot of games that are out on the Japanese eShop, right, are in English but aren't available here, right? And, but they're coming out in like the next couple of weeks. I think that they just knew for a fact that everybody in America, because Zelda is a much more popular series here than it is anywhere, right? In America, everybody's going to go out on day one. They're going to buy Zelda. They're going to take. Two, three, four weeks, beat that game, and then be looking for something else. Right. I think what they're trying to do, because four, five, six weeks from now, something like that, mm-hmm. is when Mario Kart comes out. Mario Kart. Then, like, eight weeks after that is when Splatoon, Splatoon. comes out. Yeah. So I think what they're trying to do is just drip feed you. Granted, they don't have a lot of software. No. But they're just drip feeding it to you at what they seem to feel like are appropriate intervals. Yeah. Because uh, if if Mario Kart's ready in eight weeks to come out... Right. Then it could be out could now, be out probably. Now, probably, yeah. If it's right then, it's probably yeah. There's a very right good, uh, there's a very good argument that can be made. It's like Splatoon two, where that's an entirely new game, right? For that to be, yeah. you know, four months away, three months away, whatever it is, yeah. It makes more sense. To like, yeah, they're probably still tightening that thing up, you know, testing the servers. Yeah, uh, they're still waiting on Nintendo's network. Yeah, uh, I assume that Mario Kart's going to be network enabled. I know that the. Yeah. Uh, Fast RMX, uh, there's a racing game, kind of like Wipeout meets F-Zero-E, sure. is out on the network now, and it is network-enabled and apparently works. Mm-hmm. So their network is up, yeah. uh, but I think they're waiting to get like load-adjusted and stuff like that for yeah. their bigger online titles. Like Mario Kart was a big success online for the Wii U, mm-hmm. and the Wii, actually. Right. Uh, and uh, I think that uh, Splatoon 2 will be the big yeah. You know, Gallo well, rollout. Also with battle mode coming back to Mario Kart. So yeah, the, the actual I, I, battle mode uh, seg- uh, uh, segments and levels. So that's, the number of people yeah. that I know that bought switches is kind of crazy. Uh, but like the amount of people that I talked to this weekend, like at the arcade con and stuff like that, like just the amount of people that I was talking to, people that I know in casual passing that were like, "Oh yeah, I got one too." I'm like, "Yeah." Really? <laughs> Did you? A lot of people that I know that own a Wii U are like, yeah, I got a Switch. I'm like, huh, <laughs> you fell into that trap too. <laughs> you saw, I can't believe it. I would say we got at least a quarter million. Yeah, probably. Uh, because it, this is all anecdotal. The store that I work at alone, we got 50 Switches. Right. And they were gone. Right. So let's just run some rough math here. Uh, let me pull my calculator out. Yeah. All right. Sure. So give or take, just GameStop. Right. Just GameStop. How many games? There are roughly 5,000 stores in the United States. Sure. And let's say on average, they all got just 40 switches. Just 40 Let's say that my store is bigger. Bigger. Right. So 40 switches. Are we assuming sold out on all of them? We are sold out nationally. Nationally. So that is 100% 100 sold out. For GameStop alone, 200,000 200,000 units for GameStop alone. That makes sense. There we go. And then you add in Best Buy, yeah. you add in Walmart, you right. add in Toys R Us, right. you add in Fry's, yeah. you add in like all the HH Greg. Yeah. You know, there's sold pretty good. <laughs> we could be talking four or five hundred thousand units potentially. Right. Uh that's that's a lot of hardware. Yeah. Um 
so yeah, I'm, I'm curious to hear what these numbers end up being. Uh, let's talk about Zelda real quick. I don't want to. Yes. I don't want to go super long on this, right? Uh, because I want to do a bunch of video. We're having issues getting video out of my Switch right now, and I have no idea why. Right. Yes. Um, other people are not reporting this issue. Mm. I have tried both Elgatos. Yeah. I have an HD yeah. 60 and an HD. Right. Worst comes to worst, uh, I'll bring my Wii U and my copy over that I'm getting this week, and we'll just record off my Wii U. So that's uh, fine. Actually. I. I lo- I was really hoping that I could get mine to work just because right. I'm not that far, right. but I've got You're a lot of far. stuff. Yes, you got a lot of stuff going um, on. But we can, I can actually get you almost to where I'm at in pretty short order. Sure. Yeah. I'll just guide you through a bunch of stuff and not uh, play for you. Right, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I, we'll, we'll see how I get... Uh, I, wanna, I just want to get you off the first plateau. Right. And then yeah. we'll go from there. That, right. I don't... I don't want to show a lot of first plateau footage because, like, everybody's oh, yeah. footage is everybody's first plateau. First plateau. plateau. Yeah, no, no. I, I, I definitely, if we do record from mine, I'll definitely be further along. Yeah. So, um, but hopefully I can get the Switch thing going. Uh, me and Brandon, hopefully this weekend we'll sit down and we'll try to get the Switch working because I'd like to get some Bomberman footage. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, get us some some mm-hmm. video struck verses for this fucking Bomberman or something. Sure. Um, but, yeah, I uh, so far I think Zelda is absolutely incredible. I'm, I'm trying to temper my excitement right now mm-hmm. uh, because if I were to tell you what I can, what I honestly think it's based on the 26 hours of this game that I've barreled through so far mm-hmm. I think this is one of the best video games I've ever played in my entire life Woo! Uh, that's a ringing endorsement it is <laughs> absolutely without <laughs> a doubt the finest execution of Zelda 1 I have ever seen to put this into perspective this is coming from somebody who is not that big of a Zelda fan uh, by, by franchise I'm a, meaning. You know I'm a I mean? Zelda fan yeah. through A Link to the Past. I right. think Ocarina's quite good. Right. But sure. I think that the watershed moment that everybody else had mm-hmm. with Ocarina of Time, yeah. I had already had with A Link to, with the, a Past. Link to the Past. That's typically how it goes. Because A Link to the Past and Ocarina are the same game. Same thing. One's 3D, one's and, 2D. And I had already so. been wowed by 3D and Mario 64. Right. And, uh, like... I'm not saying anything bad mm-hmm. about Ocarina of Time. Yeah. I think that game's like a 9 or a 9.5, but it's not the perfect game because it wasn't wholly original. Right. No, no, I It was a refinement of it what they had It was done. a refinement of what had happened, and it was, a, it was a step in the new direction. But you're absolutely right. It was... Yeah, it, and I'm not shit-talking you because I just played through it in the last yeah, 12 months. It, it, it really takes a place. It's my favorite Zelda game simply because that's the first one I really experienced. I played a little bit of the first one, which we will talk about here later. Uh, yeah, but, we will. You know, yeah, we will. Uh, I played a lot more of it now, but uh, when I was young, I barely ever played that game. I never played Link to the Past. Uh, Ocarina was the first Zelda game that I played all the way through, so of course it's like one of my top games, but I can anybody can spot the flaws in it if you look at it. You know, like, and, and I wouldn't even necessarily say that there are flaws. Like the yeah. The biggest issues is that, like, all right, so if I were to sit down and make, like, a top ten list for the PS2 for you right now, mm-hmm. yeah. I would include one Grand Theft Auto game. Right. Yeah, which one? Sam- it oh, doesn't oh, matter. Doesn't matter. Gotcha. So probably because the other ones, it, whatever mm-hmm. it is, it's either it's the foundation or right. the improvement. Pick right. one. It doesn't matter. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. You know, I, I feel like if you put like if your top five games of all time are like mm-hmm. uh, Super Mario World, Mario sixty four, <laughs> Ocarina of Time, Link to the Past. 
mask to Majora's Mask. Like, all the Metroids. <laughs> like, what does that do? Right, yeah, exactly. That's a good point. That doesn't show the breadth of quality of video games. This is true. This is 100%. Uh, and the, the most interesting thing that I'll say about Zelda Breath of the Wild, I, I encourage all of you to watch just a tiny bit of this, mm-hmm. uh, preferably our video whenever it goes up, or just go out and check out some other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't get... I, I watch a lot of Digital Foundry stuff. I really respect their technical chops. Mm-hmm. But, like, don't get bogged down in, like, oh, the Wii U version seems to dip in places where the Switch doesn't. Like, <laughs> either version of the game is perfect. Don't worry about it. <laughs> like, it, you're... If you own a Wii U, fuck yeah, save $300. Just get that just one. Just get that one and don't spend $300. And I mean, if you want to know, know the raw technical differences between Zelda there and Zelda on the Switch. Yeah. Zelda on the Switch is capable of running at 1080p. Yeah, Z- uh, Zelda on the Wii U is 720p. Right. And the the yeah. monitor on the Switch gamepad controller is 720p. Right. The monitor that's on the Wii U uh, gamepad is 480p. Right. So you're yeah. talking resolutional differences. Right. Other than that, all the lighting's the same, textures the same, uh, graphical quality is the same, view distance is basically the same. Right. You the bilinear uh, by to trilinear. Uh, uh, Texture mapping where right. textures get closer, it like right. look sharper when they're closer. Sure, it's like a foot farther on the fucking <laughs> Switch. It like it doesn't, it none doesn't of this matter. matters. Sure. I bought the Switch version of Zelda because I wanted to experience its Switch so that I could tell you people that A, I'm a crazy person, and B, I happen <laughs> to really enjoy the Switch. Right, yeah. Well, I will say, if, uh, just to touch on the Switch itself one more time before mm-hmm. we go into a little bit more Zelda stuff here. Sure. From a purely technical perspective and execution, fit and finish, design principle-wise, mm-hmm. that's the best piece of hardware Nintendo has ever made. Well, there you go. Boom. Between the Wii U, pro- I mean, the, <laughs> the Switch Pro controller <laughs> right. and the Switch itself, the dock, the USB-C connector, what it does with your television, mm-hmm. how easy it is to hook up, how simple the execution of all that is, mm-hmm. taking it apart with the Joy-Cons, putting them in the grip, all the it's simple. Right. It's sleek. I took yeah. it into work, and all these people that are yeah. jaded and go like, oh, Nintendo's for... Oh, let me hold that. Let me hold that for They all want to... Yeah. Oh, how do I take this controller? Oh, that's cool. <laughs> and everybody's yeah. looking, and they're all just right. like marveling at this thing that two days ago they thought was a fucking joke. Well, yeah, they thought it was a fucking baby because toy. from yeah. a purely technical execution perspective, this yeah. thing is really impressive. Right. And then when you combine with it, it's got that IPS LED screen in there that's so sharp and looks so good. Mm-hmm. And when somebody hits the power button, they get to that sleek front interface that's kind of similar to a PS4 in some ways. Right. And then they hit the Zelda button. Yeah. And then it just happens <laughs> with just, no load. Right, and it's just, just you're in. standing there and you're like, oh, fuck. Because it's not a disc, it's an SD card. <laughs> yeah, and the game has, uh, it save states itself uh, yeah. really well. Yeah. Um, but it's also like, I've heard that you can leave that thing in sleep mode. Sure. For a couple of days and you'll still have juice. Yeah. So it's like the, the 3DS. Yeah. Right. You leave the 3DS in sleep mode. Right. Three, four days later, things dead. Right, yeah. But exactly. if you turn it all the way off, it'll last forever. Right. Um, the Switch is the same way. You can turn the Switch all the way off. Right, yeah. Uh, the only downside is you can't hop right back into your game. Yeah. You need to actually do the initial boot. Do the initial boot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, we can stop talking about the hardware now. I just wanted to get that stuff out of the way. You're good. Um, You're good. It's, uh, it's a sleek thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Zelda itself, um, this is... And we're going to be talking about Zelda 1 here shortly. The reason why I picked Zelda 1 as our game of the week this week is because this is the most Zelda 1-ish Zelda has ever been since Zelda 1. Right. 
Yeah, agreed. Period. Yeah. Because yeah. everything after that, there was Zelda 2, yeah. which is its own weird, different thing. Yes. And then after A Link to the Past, yeah. everything was that. Everything was exactly that. It was sort of a... Uh, uh, and it, it sort of bogged down even more and more into uh, directional play. Yeah. Uh, to where, like, okay, which just culminated into Skyward Sword to where you literally were just told what to do, yeah. when to do it, why you were doing it, and just became an instructional video that you were playing through. Well, That's what it. they, I could see what they were trying to do is that, all right, so in the big overworld in Ocarina of Time, or A Link to the Past, whatever you, whichever one you want to choose, I don't right. care. I'm going to use Ocarina of Time because it's 3D. Yeah. All right, so Ocarina of Time, you've got this big overworld. Yes. And you get a general inclination of, maybe I should be going that way. Right. Yes. And you just kind of wander that way. Mm -hmm. Wind Waker, you get to a point where you actually get a map. Yes. And on this map, they put waypoints, and yes. you're sailing to a waypoint. Yes. You can deviate, and you can go other places, but right. they're guiding you somewhere. Right. Uh Twilight Princess mm -hmm. is more of that. Right. Um, and that game even starts doing those artificial blocks in the areas yes. of I can't get here right now. Yeah. Can't even, even though it's a big it. open map, I can't explore this place. Yep. That's when they started that. And then uh, Phantom Hourglass on the DS was Wind Waker again. Right. Except a little bit more constrained. Right. And then it was... Uh, Fuck, the one with the train. Uh, track? Some track? Spirit Tracks. Spirit Tracks. Spirit Tracks is... The game that you can point at to say why Skyward Sword was the way that it was. Right. Because they took Wind Waker Sailing right. and said, what if you were just down a train? Well, I don't know what you guys, you listeners at home, <laughs> know about trains. Trains operate on this thing called tracks. Tracks. You can't really deviate from the tracks no. because then you wouldn't be a train anymore. You're a derailed train. So... One would say you're on a rail. <laughs> and then when it comes to the flying with Skyward Sword, it, yeah. I, first of all, got so bored I fell asleep. Yeah. Second of all, it just they were flying you in one direction. All you were doing was yeah. controlling the flight, not the direction. Not the direction, and then it was pointing you at the one part of the clouds that opened up, yeah. which was the only place you could go. And uh, this game takes all of that. Yes. Throws it all in the trash oh. and looks at what they did with the Link Between Worlds. This yep. was, that was Anuma's first directorial debut. Yes, with the Zelda franchise. Because uh, mm. after Skyward Sword, uh, uh, Miyamoto, in his eternal wisdom, yeah, despite the fact that that game got incredibly great reviews, yeah. undeserving, I feel like, right. But in, despite the fact that that game got incredibly glowing reviews. Miyamoto himself looked at that game and said, someone else needs to bring creative energy to this project. Yeah. So he stepped away, and then Anuma steps in, and they make a link between worlds and that port of Majora's Mask. Yeah. And he said, Majora's Mask, despite the fact that I don't like Majora's Mask, Majora's Mask is the only interesting yeah. 3D Zelda game before this one, because they at least stripped a lot of stuff away and said, like... Yeah. What if this was fucking weird? Right, yeah. But that was yeah. also a non-Miyamoto... Mm -hmm. Fucking Zelda game. Yes, you're right. So when other people got their hands on it, they yeah. got interesting results. Yes, and and that and Majora's Mask is typically critically acclaimed by a lot of people to be because I'm, it's different. I'm not like, saying Majora's Mask like, is a bad game. I'm saying I don't yeah. like it. Oh yeah, that's fine. Me, me neither. I, I didn't enjoy playing it either. I'd probably want to step back into those shoes again. I liked it, it more like, when I went to it but, on the 3ds, just right. because like I feel like they. Right. They streamlined that game a little bit for right. the 3DS version. But it is interesting that that one gets a lot of praise for just being different enough yeah. to be something else. Yeah, so, and that game you know. is not... That game's not... It's a contemporary of Shenmue. Right. There are people who yeah. look back and say, like, oh, there's a water Shenmue. Fuck, fuck you. No, like, <laughs> when, but when people look back and they talk about Majora's Mask, it's like, right. no, you... 
you have a point here. Right. I feel like that game created ideas. Right. I don't feel like it executed, executed on ideas. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so this new game, it's yeah. definitely informed by what they did with The Link Between Worlds. Yes. Uh, if you remember, it was around Game of the Year podcast time mm-hmm. uh, in tw- the Christmas of 2014. Yeah. Um, I had sat down and went crazy on the Zelda game that's a lot like A, uh, a Link to the Past. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's on the 3DS, uh, but it's rendered in 3D. And it took all the constraints of the Zelda format and stripped them all away and said, yes. if you want to go to the seventh dungeon first yeah. and rent all the supplies that you need to do that, yeah. do it. Do that. That's very similar to the way that Zelda Breath of the Wild is because in the first hour of gameplay, Zelda gives you every item that you need to accomplish every shrine in the game. Yes. Shrines, not dungeons. Yes. We are. We will not be talking about dungeons on this podcast. Right. Yeah. When you're done with it and I'm done with it, we can yeah. record a spoiler cast and we can talk about that stuff. Absolutely. But I will not talk about anything called a dungeon in this open forum. Interestingly enough, in all the Let's Plays that I've seen, I have yet to see a dungeon. I have only seen the, the shrines. I've and yet to see a dungeon. I have found <laughs> a dungeon. <laughs> nice. Good to know. And... Yeah. It's really hard. Yeah, I'll bet. <laughs> it's like, but the interesting thing is that those shrines they give you all of your abilities right off the bat because mm-hmm. uh, they they even tell you the old you get a, shows you up. get a rolling bomb. Yeah. you get a square bomb square that won't bomb roll. That won't roll. Uh, you get stasis, which will freeze time. Yeah, you get a magnet that will magnetize uh, metal objects. objects. Yeah, uh, and then later on you get a camera. Yeah, you get a camera and a and a ice. Uh, oh yeah, ice the uh, the ice, ice tower. Yeah, the ice uh, pillar. Most of the shrines I've been to, you haven't really used it much. I mean, you can use yeah. it in certain situations, but I've always been able to look at that and go like, no, there's another way you can do this. Right, yeah. Um, sure. But the, yeah, you basically can create an ice tower. So, like, say, like, there's a ball that yeah. you need to get into a cup, and it's sitting next to this box that, you know, where the cup's inside the box. Right, yeah, You yeah. can raise it with, with the ice, climb on top of the ice, push the ball in. Right. That's what the ice tower does. Right. Um, but basically, yeah, in the first hour of the game, the game reveals itself to you. You get all these abilities. You get a glider. So now you are ready to go anywhere in this world and do whatever the fuck you want to do. Mm-hmm. Because as soon as you complete that first level, it gives you the first real mission in your quest log. Yeah. And the mission is defeat Ganon. (laughs) That's awesome. Now, that's very important to know. Right. Because the developers have said themselves... They have said it many times. ...that you can complete the first couple of missions to get the basic items Mm -hmm. and walk to Ganon. Yes. So it's going to create these awesome speedrun scenarios that I am red hot and nasty to see. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, But yeah, basically, I've devoted 26 hours to playing this game. The things that you need to know from a purely uh, gameplay perspective Mm -hmm. are that you do not get your basic swords in this game. What you get are random weapons. It can be a bokoblin arm. It can be Mm -hmm. a sword. It can be a rusty, you know, like, uh, claymore. It can be, uh, you know, other, uh, big clubs with spikes in them and stuff like that. Mm, yeah. All these items have numbers associated with them. Yes. At first I thought it was the number of hits that you could get out of them before right. they would break. No, that's their strength. Their strength. strength. So like yeah. for shields and for swords and for, uh, bows, it's their attack or defense number. Right. Um, it does not affect their durability, but in the descriptions of all the items, it will say verbally what the... What the durability of this item is. Sure. Um, and, hmm, what else should we talk about? Uh, the food. 
talk about food? Yeah, there's a lot of food crafting in here. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of cooking. Yeah. Uh, where you basically toss a bunch of items into a pot. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. you... The game... The only instructions that the game gives you when it comes to cooking... Yeah. Are that you should have a fruit or a vegetable. Right. Potentially a spice. Yeah. And a protein. Right. It's just like cooking regular. It's like <laughs> cooking for me. Yeah, it's, I know, right? Yeah, it's like the, who, no carbohydrates in the no Zelda car- universe. Yeah, who who would have thought that that uh, Link was keto? That's yeah, ketogenic, man. I think all the Hylians are. Yeah, they're all in great shape. In good shape, those guys. Yeah. yeah, Link coming out of that pod, out of the goo, like he's in. He's ripped. I left him shirtless for a while, and I and I climbed a big tower, uh, and he was holding out it with one hand with his chest yeah. out, and I was like, oh, look at the link there. Yeah, Aaron Looking like a hero. Yeah, Aaron from Game Grumps played a good, for the entire first hour, completely naked. That was pretty funny. Uh, just That's... In, in his undies. In his really nice, I have to say, Hylian undies. Uh, you know, I... They were real stylish. They seemed like they, uh, they... You know, tucked real well. They have, a, they have an un, they have an undies crate, right? Uh, yeah. It's uh, from, from the makers <laughs> of Loot Crate. We are we me undies. That's the one. Yeah, yeah, me undies dot com. Me undies dot com. I listen to enough wrestling podcasts, <laughs> or I feel like I should have been able to pick that one up. Video game and wrestling podcasts. Yep. they're always on there. Me undies. That and Bomba's socks. Bomba's socks and fucking Blue Apron. <laughs> uh, wait, and there's one more. Uh, Lisa mattresses. Lisa mattresses. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's a glasses company? It's a glasses company that does. Oh fuck, I can't think of it. Yeah. Uh, right, let's stop advertising let's for stop people who don't give us money. I know. Uh, Guys, uh, right here, just saying. <laughs> Bring it! 84 downloads in a week, let's do it, come on. Um, but yeah, we, uh, I, I don't want to go too much farther into this yet. I want to get sure. extended opinions. Yeah. Uh, once you get your copy, I'd like to talk about this further. Absolutely. But I think we should move on to our game of the week. Uh, yeah, we can do that. Or we can just talk about briefly about what we played this week. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I played some other stuff too. So uh, briefly, let's just talk about the arcade expo that we went to here yeah. in Louisville, Kentucky. I like talking about those guys. Uh, Louisville Arcade Expo at the Ramada Inn off of Hurstbourne Lane. It's super blast. Uh, everybody brings in. It's started by these three guys that basically have all of these console, all these old consoles and stuff, and uh, a bunch of video of uh, arcade games. They have them in storage. They bring them out once a year to just like have this big old thing. Then everybody brings in a bunch of stuff themselves. Uh, you know. Uh, they get donations from people because they get a free, you know, a, you know entrance into the thing. Uh, last year, Billy Mitchell was there. This year, they had some bands. They had some big uh, bit. Uh, uh, you know, what, do you, what do you call that type of music? Bit noise music. What it called? Uh, uh, or maybe just just video game parody music. I guess. Yeah, it's yeah, like it's like, like rock versions of chip tune music. Yeah, chip. Yeah, rock version chip chip tune. Yeah, band chip tune. Uh, the guy that yeah. uh, the guys that were playing the Mega Man music. They, yeah, they're pretty good. They're pretty good. I, I, I didn't catch their name. They were bad something. I missed another thing. But they had Bit Brigade. Uh, they're a big one. Uh, also had the guy who had the uh, the Super NES uh, Philips CDI, or no, or the no, no, the, Philips, the Nintendo uh, PlayStation, the Nintendo PlayStation, the Nintendo Sony. That's what it was. Yeah, he let the, me play it. Yeah, the Nintendo, uh, yeah, the, the, the little Famicom uh, plus PlayStation type of deal. Yeah, it was. Uh, you know, if you go back in the news, if you just type a Nintendo PlayStation into Google, if you don't know what this is, basically this guy found this thing mm-hmm. a couple of years ago, and it was complete with documentation yeah. and all kinds of stuff. One of his bosses was a Sony bigwig, and he just kind of had it, and he just sort of it fell into his lap, and that's what happened. And uh, the, what's yeah. really funny about this guy is that he's like, yeah, like, uh, People just fly me all around the world to look at this thing, and it's yeah. what a weird world, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, he's such a he's such a he's such a down to earth guy. He he doesn't seem to be like a video game aficionado of any kind. Yeah. 
Uh, but he just loves taking this to people and like showing it to like like people who want to see this thing. He loves just like yeah. So he came to Louisville, Kentucky, of all places, you know, and just and was like yeah, just like gonna show this thing out. And there was a few times because I know the guys. He was in Paris, France, a couple Paris, days France, ago. a couple days ago, just to like oh yeah, here, here's the thing. And uh, you know, my buddies uh, at Pixel Brain at the Pixel Brain booth, they were just like yeah. One time he went to the booth, he went to the bathroom, was like hey guys, can you check? Can you like. Uh, can you take uh, this thing that someone offered me $200,000 for? Just watch it for me. I gotta go to the bathroom. Yeah, it's like, you know, he's just such a down-to-earth guy. He doesn't even think about the fact that he has, like, a, a Hope Diamond of gaming in a glass case. Just, the thing that insane. I do hope happens, I, I I love that he's getting his 15 minutes with this yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if you saw the uh, uh, the Patreon that's going on for the uh, the Gaming yeah. Historian Association. Yes. Um, mm. These guys, they're not building... They're not building a building. Right, yeah. What they want to do is they want to get pieces of one-off hardware and all mm-hmm. these rare things Agreed. into, like, the Smithsonian place, like, yes. places like that. This is a this is a non-profit organization. Yeah. Guys like Steve Lynn, who, mm-hmm. if you're big into the retro, like, super rare shit. Right. Like, you know how, like, uh, whenever they do, like, the Pokemon World Championships, they always give those people, like, those uh, special edition one-off DSs? Yeah. He's got, like, six of these things. Yeah, yeah. Just because, well, they only gave it to, like, the top three players, Mm -hmm. and this guy didn't, you know, necessarily want his, so I bought it from him. I don't really want it, but, like, if nobody owns it, what happens to it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, like, I would hope that that thing ends up being overseen. He doesn't have to give it to the organization. Just let it be overseen by them so that once the fervor of this thing is gone... Right. ...that people can still see it. Yeah, I... I, Uh, he seems to have that mindset that that's what he wants to do with it anyway. The, the fact that, like, the guy handed me the yeah. Nintendo PlayStation controller, not some fake one, mm-hmm. it was just like, hey, want to play Mario for a bit? He doesn't have yeah. a game for it. A, a Nintendo controller that says Sony on it. Yep. <laughs> just just that alone is such a weird thing in nowadays, you know, in the, in the, the framework of today. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. And how, how easily this could have all gone very different. Yeah, right? It could have been real weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I think that, I think no matter what, I think Sony would have done their own thing. Yeah. I, think I don't so. think they would have done it with the fervor and anger that they made the PlayStation <laughs> 1. Yeah. They felt very scorned. They did. They, they, they were um, and now, it's their only successful thing, is their gaming. Because their movies suck and their appliances are garbage. So, <laughs> like, well, I don't know if their appliances, I don't have a lot of Sony stuff, but they're not doing the well. The are making a comeback. The Bravias There are, were a few years there where those true. TVs were garbage. That's true. That's like, true. I Bravia. hadn't even considered a Bravia before yeah. I bought this one that I have now. Right. That, and then when I saw one in the store, I was like, ooh. The only thing that I know is that the only people that use Vios are people in Sony movies. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only thing. I think they sold the Vio off. Did they? I, I they think sold LG Vio? bought the sure. Vio. Sure. It makes sense to me. Anyway, we played a lot of Windjammers there. There were three yeah. Windjammer machines, which is insane. Three? There were three. There was a third one. It was a, it was a, it was a smaller... Uh, MV, MBS hmm. uh, over in the corner, but you had to switch to it, and it was always like kind of on something else. But but there there were two. We had a, we had a standee that was just that a Neo Geo MBS standing thing. So we got to play with the sticks, which was great because I never got to do that. Uh, I got really that game feels better on sticks. Feels real good on sticks. Uh, and the console was back as well. We played a lot of that too. Um, I played lots of other stuff. I think I played. Um, uh, I played some Donkey Kong. I got pretty good at Donkey Kong. I've never really been good at Donkey Kong. I played a lot of it and got pretty decent at it. Not like, you know... I like the sounds. Yeah, it is. Great sounds in that game. Um, I played that. I played a lot of stuff. I played quite a bit of stuff, but not a bu- I didn't play a whole bunch of one thing. That's the other thing. 
Um, I also participate in the trivia, which is always fun. Come to the Louisville Arcade Expo. It's every uh, early March uh, here in Louisville. It's a it's a good time. It's growing. Uh, this was probably the bigger year, especially Saturday. I felt like attendance was flat compared to last year. Really? Uh, maybe. Uh, it, it, feels like... it didn't feel smaller. Yeah. But I think the reason, maybe it felt this way because primarily during the show last year, if there wasn't a speaker like Billy Mitchell on stage, true. that room was completely empty. This is true. Uh, now, during Saturday, they had a lot of... Because that room was uh, segregated to vendors this time, they switched up the, the look a little bit. They put the stage out on the main floor. Uh, they opened things up a little bit more. But if you went into one of those rows where the columns of the guys were, that's where everybody was kind of packed. They were kind of packed into those areas, and that seemed to be the thing. I know participation and uh, vendor-wise, from most of the people I talked to, this is one of the most successful years. It was it was higher quality vendors, mm-hmm. right. Uh, right? And people also seem to be buying more from them. Yes, it, it, it from from the vendors that I know, from the people that I know had a booth. Uh, it was one of their more successful. Years. Somebody wanted six hundred and forty nine dollars for Panzer Dragoon Saga. Yeah, <laughs> I can get three copies of Panzer Dragoon Saga for that. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, you're always going to see something crazy. I don't know if this copy was sealed. I didn't stare at it for long, but I saw 649 and went, you're crazy. Um, You got your mind. But yeah, I I thought overall, I felt like the the vendor setup was pretty good. It's not a super vendor-centric kind of show. Sure, yeah. Uh, There was a guy who did really cool, like, uh, almost like Etsy kind of art, but with uh, pixel characters from games. Right, yeah. Uh, His Blaster Master thing was pretty fucking good. That was pretty okay. I almost literally threw $30 at that guy. I was like, thank you! <laughs> uh, I loved that Shining Force uh, pixel that was a good one. one. That was a really beautiful one. Uh, yeah, good stuff there. I, I, I like the stuff. Um, I talked to a lot of the vendors to see how the show was going, and apparently it was the best participatory uh, one so far. It's good. From most of the people. The, uh, which is great. The only things that I actually played at the show were about 40 rounds of wind jammers. Yeah. I had... <laughs> Up until the end there, I had a really good win rate going. I yeah. feel like I just kind of hit a crest where, like, it was just too much stimulation for too long. Sure, yeah. And I just started playing, like, garbage near the end. <laughs> um, but I played a whole bunch of that. I played it on the Neo CD and the good arcade unit. There's pictures right. of that on my Twitter. That's a good-looking... That's a good-looking unit. Good-looking machine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also uh, made a new high score yeah. uh, for the Crazy Taxi machine that was there. Yeah. And made a new high score for the Robotron 2084 machine that was there. There you go. Yeah. Um, I played Robotron. I probably that played that, that, that's a good, that's a good little two stick game. That is two sticks. Uh, that game old, doesn't exist. I'm convinced that a lot of games don't. Old, old two sticks Robotron. I, I'm that's not just talking them. games like Geometry Wars. I'm yeah. talking like a lot of games that use like dual stick, right? Like shooting controls on yes. consoles. Yes. Um, because. Before people were trying to make first-person shooters control like a dual-stick kind of setup, right. people, like even at the Super Nintendo with Smash TV, people were trying to figure out how to do the walk-and-shoot yep. at the same time with the face buttons and the D-pad. Mm-hmm. So like, I think that that game is way more inf- influential than anybody will ever give it credit for, and yep. anyone who does not think that Robotron is a good game can go fucking suck a dick. <laughs> Agreed. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Onto our game of the week. Let's go ahead and just do that, shall we? Yes. Game of the week is Zelda, the Legend of Zelda for the NES, the gold cartridge. Let's say. When did uh, you first get Zelda? Uh, well, I the first Zelda. I, I take it back when I said it earlier. The first Zelda game I ever played was uh 
was uh, Link's, not Link's Awakening, what am I saying? Adventure of Link. That was the first Zelda game that we played. We owned Adventure of Link. We did not own Zelda. Our cousins owned Zelda. That's the only time that we ever played. Um, but uh, I played over at my cousin's So did you house. feel like you had GoBots and your friends had Transformers? Uh, yeah. Considering, yeah, that, that, considering yeah. that case went well, better? Well, I, I was kind of bad at video games when I was young anyway. I never got into video games until I was older. So it was more like watching my brother play, that sort of thing. Um, and, I, and, you know, like being the simple mind that I was, I felt that... Uh, that uh, Adventure of Link was the better game because oh he's standing up he looks like a person blah 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 graphics are better graphics are better so uh, simple mind oh this is the better game I didn't think the other game was anything and it can give you an epileptic seizure when you die when you die the <laughs> 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 with the oh, 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 oh. <laughs> so but uh, yes um, anyway I think uh, that I think that game holds up better than most people give it credit for but Legend of Zelda absolutely 100% holds up to this day. I've um, beaten that game in the last 12 months. Have you? Then you beaten Link or Zelda? Legend of Zelda. Legend of the Zelda. original. Yes, the original Legend of Zelda. The good one. The good one. The Zoldar. The Zoldar. The... I mean, it, it's such an interesting premise because you open that game up and, you know, it's like, oh, you're just like, whatever, you're an adventurer. And, like, you're really not even that. You're just a green guy. You're a guy with, like, green cloth. And you're not told to do anything. You're just open in the middle of this world you walk into the nearest freaking hole, and the guy's like, hey, dude, check, here's a sword! There's, there's, there's You're stuff probably, probably going to fucking need You're going to need this. There's some fucking crazy octopus that shoot rocks at you. You're going to need this fucking sword. Literally on the next screen. Like, quick. <laughs> like, it's just really, it's like, dude, yeah, dude here. You got to, and you're just like, oh, oh, okay. And there awesome. are tornadoes that will attack you. Yes, it's just, it's a bad time. And, and, but there's guys in the ocean that shoot glowing yeah. balls at you. But it's, it, it's just kind of brilliant because you go out there and you're just like, oh, cool. I got this sword that like shoots. Real simple graphics. I can go where I want. <laughs> and that, and that awesome shit. Yeah. You know, just like a big like a shot of a. It's a sword thing. slash magic wand. Yeah, <laughs> it's super cool. And then when you get hit, you immediately realize like, oh, it's not shooting anymore. And just. It's immediate visual confirmation of everything that you need, and you're not even told what to do. I can't even like even the even talking to people like the old hag and the people in the shops. Like they're even just kind of like, yeah, maybe go up there where there's uh there's some water. And okay, what do I do there? I don't know. I hear the mountains are <laughs> fucked up. I hear the mountains are real fucked. Like maybe go there and. You can literally go into I want to say five of the five of the eight. Yes, you can go into five of the eight without any sort of assistance. I, I think it's one, yeah. two. The highest is seven. I want to say you can get seven's the last one yeah, seven. that you can get in. Yeah, you can't get into eight. You and you don't first. You don't have to beat all the dungeons to beat the game. No, not because at all. you just need the silver arrows. You just need the silver arrows. You need the the candle to burn the bush to yes. get into the dungeon. That's it. So if you got the candle, you got the silver arrows, you can go kill Ganon. Uh, you know, that's it. Uh, you can go into the... You get the candle, you can go into Ganon's dungeon and get destroyed if you want. <laughs> if that's how you want to spend your time. If, if that's how you want to die, go right ahead, sir. Um, uh, so yeah, that, that that's the basis of, uh, you know, your exp uh, the basic experience that anyone would have with an adult mindset, I think, going into it. With an adult mindset, yeah. that's what you had? Yeah. The experience that I had was that I was a kid. Yeah. We'd had... Uh, the only games I had at this point were Elevator Action, one mm -hmm. of the greatest games of all time. Oh, that's a good game. Super Mario Brothers, mm -hmm. 
the shitty TMNT game. <laughs> the first one? The very first one? And then Don't my parents came home from the store with a copy of Zelda for no reason. Really? Was it gray or gold card? Oh, it's gold. Gold. This was... This was... Ah. Like, this is yeah. probably... Yeah. 87. Wow. Yeah. So. Um, so, yeah, I don't think they repopped the silver cart until like 88, 89. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, I got a gold cart, uh, and you probably still got a gold cart after 88, 89. Probably. Just because they, if they still had stock sitting around. Right, yeah. Um, but, oh, and I also had Metal Gear. And Not didn't nice. understand that game until later, but when I did, it was like, <laughs> oh, it's kind of brilliant. Oh, um, but, yeah, so in my childhood mind, you know, I'm four years old when I get this game. Right. I'm in a world. <laughs> yep, it's true. And it's true. That, uh, I had a subscription to Nintendo Power Magazine, mm-hmm. and I remember they would have like four or five hints every month, where it's like, if you get a candle and you sh- uh, shoot it at random bushes, maybe something. And if you got the blue candle, if you upgrade to the orange candle, right, then you can shoot multiple times on the same level. So you're just walking around, just throw and fire <laughs> like a motherfucker. <laughs> oh, you get this blue ring, you get different armor. What? Yeah, yeah. It's- uh, quick upgrades, simple upgrades to what you have, simple effect abilities for each thing that you that, that you encounter, uh, just good stuff. Uh, top down, a top down map of how many segments? Um, is a it lot. Ten by five? I, I want to say it's fifty at least. Uh, I thought it was closer to like eighty or a hundred. Maybe maybe eighty to a hundred. It probably is honestly. Like it's huge. It's uh, a huge map, and also like on top of that world map. You have all the dungeons. Yeah. You have all the interior environments that are not dungeons. Right. You like what that game gave you the illusion of is something that they didn't actually take advantage of in that series until mm-hmm. Link a Link to the Past is that like I felt like the more that I did, I was changing the state of the world yes. that I was in. Yeah. You know, I was exposing all of the flaws in this world. Right. By throwing bombs down and shooting holes open and going right. down there and finding out there's this dude who's like, hey, here's 100 coins for some fucking reason. Right. Oh, you want a heart container? Yeah. Let's talk about the heart container. Let's talk about So this game containers. has heart containers. There yes. are full heart containers mm-hmm. and there's quarter heart containers. Quarter piece. You find a quarter piece and you get four of these quarter pieces. That's another one. Yeah. And... You can end up with two 10 by 10 rows Mm -hmm. of hearts. So it gives you a maximum of 20 hearts. You start off with three. Yeah. And it's just through exploration or beating dungeons till you get new ones. So Mm -hmm. if you never found an extra one and you beat all seven dungeons, you end up with 10 hearts. Yes. That's not enough to beat. That's not enough to beat again. Unless you're real good at this, that's not enough. I mean, I've seen speed players, speed guys have beat him with five, which is insane. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I also watched a video of somebody beating Dark Souls without getting hit, and we all know that's not a fucking reality that anybody <laughs> like, lives in. It's like these people... Oh, and that one guy. That one guy who lives in his one reality. That's it. Uh, I do love the fact that, like, Mizuguchi, uh, after that uh, video was posted, he's like, I don't fucking believe it. And uh, they showed him the video, and he's like, I, you can show me whatever you video you want. I, I played this game for a decade now. I still can't do that. <laughs> I just thought that was real funny. That's pretty good. Um, He didn't accuse the guy of cheating. He's like, I just, I can't believe you. I can't believe you. I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I, I really think that the Legend of Zelda, especially the reason we're talking about it with this one is that with the new game out, I could have chose any Zelda game for us to talk about. Right. This game is so damn similar to this new one in so many ways. It's about open world exploration and experimentation in a way that the series has not been since the original. Yes. It is not about following a path of righteousness to a goal. Mm -hmm. It's not about, I need, uh, because after 
the first game, it got to the point where it was like, I need to get the item from the first dungeon to go to the second dungeon to get to the third dungeon. Right. The first game is much more freewheeling than the other ones are. Yes, it is. The I mean, later on, it's like, I gotta get the hook shot to get in here. Mm-hmm. So, and what you ended up with was this tight fucking box of a video game yeah. where it's eight dungeons, one item per dungeon, then yeah. you get the magic sword, eight, then you get the silver arrows. A constant repeating, a constant repeating factor of... Three of uh, three items to start off a dungeon of eight, uh, defeating Ganon, etc. So on, yeah. so on. It it, it repeated. Um, yeah, and, and, and ad nauseum. <laughs> I was actually going to use the phrase ad nauseum just because it's been thirty years. It has, it has, and it's the craziest thing you could have possibly told me is that the closest to new that this series had seen since the original game that we would ever see Mm -hmm. is for them to take their inspiration from the original. The very first one. The new game uses all that new stuff where you're breaking weapons and breaking shields and all that other stuff that the original game didn't have. But as far as like the raw act of exploration and me feeling like I am an adventurer, I am in a world... And for you to be able to get this feeling when you're holding a six-inch screen in your hands... right. And to feel like I'm in a distant world and I'm a 33-year-old jaded fucking man who says fuck all the time. For me to get that feeling, right. that's that's something special. It's true. No, it, and it's that feeling that I'm having now mm-hmm. was only amplified when I had it with that original game 30 years ago. That is in the pantheon of video games what I consider to be one of the three most important video games of all time. Those games being Super Mario Brothers, Mm -hmm. Legend of Zelda, and Wolfenstein 3D. Yeah, there you go. Because if you don't have those three games, I consider those games... You don't have platformers, you don't have adventure games, you don't have FPSs. Yeah. You have none of that. (laughs) You don't have any of it. (laughs) Yeah, that's... In the realm of things as far as, like, contemporary music goes today... Yeah. You don't have contemporary music today and the things that you've loved for the last 80 years if you don't have the Beatles, if you don't have Elvis Presley, if you don't have, I'll let you pick, Hank Sr. Right. Or, yeah. Or it it doesn't even necessarily need to be a country singer in there, but like I think a lot of the soul music that we got since then, so you could even go to Motown. Yeah. Uh, You know, you could go Miles Davis, you can go Coltrane. Sure. There's any number, but, like, there's always got to be three. Yeah, yeah. And I think that this is on that fucking pantheon of, like, those games nobody can touch. Right, yeah. And the craziest thing is, those three, their first ones are arguably their most important. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, And that's what we were talking about earlier with sequels to video games. Mm -hmm. What's First matters, and I'll argue this yeah. with how much I played Super Mario Maker. I don't know how much you spent in that game. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, the first one's the best one. Yeah, that's what you mentioned. As far as control set goes, control set number one. The control set, the the ratio of float to precision, uh, all that is pretty much perfected in that game. And the wonderment uh, and fascination when you had when you played the original game compared mm-hmm. to the more predictability predictability exactly like even in like Mario World when you picked up a key you're like well I guess there's gotta be a door right because you had played other games that had been that had given you this idea yeah. of a key opens a door exactly yeah when you played Mario Brothers like the idea that the screen scrolled and didn't stop yeah yeah was mind blowing <laughs> you felt like you could just there, go forever there, there's just a concept of a key opening a door that's like inherent in your thought process obviously it's like oh that's a key it must open something that's what keys do. Even you, you even know that before you have a set of keys yourself. 
Uh, it's just it's inherent to, to, to the thought process. Luke's adventure games taught me the keys open doors. I know, right? I never yeah. knew it before that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and and that's the that's the impressive thing about old school games like that is because, and I will say, uh, Nintendo, for all intents and purposes, for what they used to do, the sequels were always something new and impressive, or mm-hmm. something different. Oh yeah, Link, uh, you know, uh, Adventure of Link, completely different from the first. Nintendo one. used to be a risk taking Ex- company. Exactly, uh, Mario Two, the Mario Two that we got, not the Mario Two that Japan got. Mario Two that we got was a completely different game. It was a platformer still, but it had completely different aspects to it. It had different types of players to play with. It had uh, a different battle mechanic where you picked up and threw things. You know, all sorts of different stuff because it was a different game entirely, Doki Doki Panic. But um, it, it just, um, like, the idea that now we're in this point. I have a question to ask you. Yeah, sure. <laughs> that I think is germane to this conversation. Sure, yeah. Do you think that between games like A Link Between Worlds, mm-hmm. Breath of the Wild, yeah. Splatoon, yeah. Mario Odyssey, which looks drastically different. Yeah, it looks do you different. think we're on the we're in the midst of a second renaissance of risk taking Nintendo? I think we are. I think we're, in, we're the in switch. It. Them cutting off two the, arms of business to make one arm of business. Yes, this feels like it, scrappy Nintendo in the does, way that I want them to it, be scrappy. I feel like I feel like I don't know if it was like if it was desperation getting to this point. I don't think they were ever desperate. I think more critics no. of them were desperate of were thought that they were desperate. I don't think they ever were. I don't get it. I don't um, get an air of desperation. I get no. something that's much more simple than that. Yeah. I think that they're trying to find an uh, an identity post Iwata. Yes, I think so too. I think they're trying to find uh, that's. Thank you. That's exactly what I was going to get to. Oh. It's like they, they have. Yes. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> uh, you know they they you know they, they've lost a president uh, in in this time uh, tragically. Um, cancer. Cancer. Yes. Uh, I couldn't remember what it was. Uh, but yeah, uh, they tragically lost a, lost a president to cancer. I think they're trying to find an identity through uh, what they want to do now. And if it, this is their inter- definition of scrappy, right. I want to be a part of this. <laughs> no kidding. Uh, but it's great because like, we are getting new properties. We got a new po- property with Splatoon. You never saw new properties with Nintendo. They always go back. Since Animal play. Crossing, Since, there had been nothing. And you know, a lot, I've heard a lot of people say the only thing a Nintendo system is good for is Nintendo games. That's not necessarily a bad fucking thing. Well, and what if they're all in the same place now? <laughs> right, yeah. It's like Because like, if before, if you got four good Nintendo games a year right. per console, yeah. that was a good run. Yeah. What if you get eight and you only have to own one console? Right. Yeah. How is this a bad thing? How exactly. is eight of some of the best games on the planet? Especially when all I hear from everyone in the fucking gaming market is negativity towards third-party property. All the fucking yeah. time. Yeah. That's you, all I get. Hey, I'll ask you a serious question. <laughs> yeah, Do you want right? fucking Ubisoft games on here? <laughs> <laughs> like, it does. Like, like, I, I lo- like, Ubisoft is hit and miss with me. There's some games where, like, they're, they're, they're charred garbage. There's some games that there's I think a, are phenomenal. There's a lot of miss with me lately like oh yeah there's a lot of miss lately ghost recon (laughs) (laughs) you don't want to see a ghost recon for the switch is that (laughs) not Uh, considering how it ran on the xbox one and ps4 that game runs bad yeah i mean there's just a lot of like there's a lot of there's still there will always be uh a stamp of quality for certain things even when people make fun of the wii u and its life uh and its lifespan the, the small amount of good games that they had I don't think that was a small amount of games. Well, I mean, a lot of people said, "Well, it's I mean, like fifteen to twenty games. You should but, really fucking own them." But I said, "I said good games, like over fifteen that you said that you said you should own." Yeah, uh, but you know, like people, like but like like that's the stamp. Like people talk about Mario Kart Eight as being like the best Mario Kart game. Like there's people like saying that. You know, it's just 
And then well, you gotta add acts. And here's the other thing that I'll say yeah. when it comes to the Wii U and. Feel free to critique me if you would like. Yeah. But I think access to all the great Wii stuff, mm -hmm. the Wii's amazing virtual console, right. the Wii U's amazing virtual console, right. and all this other stuff. You could say, like, oh, yeah, most of these games you can get somewhere else. It's like, yeah, right. and those carts are $100 for a lot of the really good ones. It's true. It's you want to go get a copy yeah. of fucking Rondo of Blood? Yeah, you got 200 bucks. <laughs> yeah, Rondo of Blood. Uh, yeah. You want Earthbound? You got $100? You got $100 for Earthbound? For Castlevania 3, you got 50 bucks? Yeah, I have the Earthbound. It's on that console. You downloaded it. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Still haven't played. I need to play that game. Uh, but yeah, uh, I, and that's the thing. It's such an interesting state that we're in that in 2017 that their idea of making something new, it, it's just sort of a, a digression of a, of a property, let's say. Their idea of making something new, of bringing a fresh, and there's plenty of fresh stuff that's never been done in Zelda in this game, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying they're just recopying, you know, the first one, but their, no, I, their idea is to They're take, drawing inspiration. Exactly. The drawing inspiration is from the very first one where you pick up that thing, and it's no more prevalent than in any of the Let's Plays that I've seen, any of the things that I've seen this. You, you wake up in a vat of goo in the new one. You grab your clothes. You grab your you grab your te your techno tablet. You and walk outside. An old man gives you one item. Even even before that, you walk outside, and there's the world, yep. and that's it. You open a door, and now you're there. Well, and the and only <laughs> they don't even tell you to go to the old man. They just show him to you. The only hand holding that this game does is once yeah. you go to him, he's like, yeah. Hey man, I'll give you this thing. Right. You gotta do me a favor. You gotta do me a favor. Gotta go do me a thing. So, yeah. like, and if you're pretty expeditious about this, you can complete right. his thing in 45 minutes, which right. sounds like a long time, but in the right. in the auspices of a hundred and something hour game, yes. that is a drop in the bucket. Right. Uh but And it's it's very tantamount to that first one. That first one to where you don't have to do anything. You know what I was thinking about just now? What's that? So, sorry to get away from Zelda for just a oh, second. You're fine, yeah, go ahead. This summer, when that port of Skyrim comes out, yeah, that's a really good idea to bring Skyrim to this thing. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. When all these people yeah. have just explored a big open world, and they're yeah. like, I wish I could do that again, and I've only owned Nintendo consoles, <laughs> and then they get the chance to get Skyrim, those right. people are going to freak the fuck out. <laughs> like, I'm no huge apologist for Skyrim, but right. like, I understand that people love that game way more than I do. Sure, yeah, yeah. But I think the people who really like Zelda are going to sit down with uh, fucking Skyrim and go like, hey, hey. These, yeah, these Bethesda guys. Yeah, got, got, a, got a Skyrim on my, on my handheld Switch. It's a shame <laughs> that they'll probably never be able to port any of their other games there. Yeah, probably not. You could probably put like New Vegas or yeah. 3 there, but like, I don't think Fallout... No. Four would I mean if Front you did a lot of work. Yeah, if you if you if you based a lot of it down If Skyrim you, sells a lot, they'll do the work. Yeah, they probably will. Yeah. Um yeah. Uh, they'd have they'd have to tear it tear it down quite a bit. Well Sky, it, Skyrim is on uh yeah. the uh Nvidia Shield, which is the same tech as this. Sure. And the Skyrim special edition runs in the exact same tech as Fallout 4. Yeah. It's just if you just turn down textures, I mean I bet it'll look fine, especially on the handheld. That's true. Yeah. No, no, no. But, but I, I don't want to fall too down far down that rabbit hole. That's true. Uh but yeah, so it, it, it's tantamount to that. Because when you when you boot up Zelda one, when you boot up Legend of Zelda, you don't have to do anything. You open it up, you could just sit set the controller down and listen to the music. It doesn't because it just opens up. And you're there. Yep. And that's it. You name your guy, which is Link. Everybody names him Link. 
<laughs> I mean, mine Zelda, so I get the second. Quest. So you get the second quest. There you go. Yeah, you get the second quest. Your name is Zelda. But no, it, it just and that's the thing. I, I don't know. Um, what else? What else about the original Zelda? Um, uh, the original Zelda. I just think that for the time, uh, the the way that its world moved, the way that you were able to basically, all right, for tonight, I'm just gonna walk around with a candle for an hour. Yeah. And see what I find. Uh, yeah, I I remember uh, like first time. I remember honestly being a little bit freaked out when we found the the uh, graveyard one yep. time when I was a kid because I was just like, oh, those, those are gravestones. That's a ghost. We need to get out of here. I remember saying like, we got it. We don't. We shouldn't be in this area. Brian, we should so, go. <laughs> we, we need to go, guys. Guys? Like, and they're exploring. I'm like, ah, uh, no, this isn't, this isn't okay. We're in graves. This isn't good. Then, uh, then a ghost train flies by and goes, did you catch the number on that train? <laughs> oh, God. I missed it. I missed it. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, I need I, to watch Ghostbusters 2 again. <laughs> I, I, remember, I know, right? Uh, I, remember, I remember being, uh, I, I remember... When I when I first, when I experienced it again, the centaur at the mm-hmm. cave where you get the second sword, mm-hmm. um, I remember him being this freaking beast yeah. that you couldn't even possibly touch. And then I played it like a couple years ago and beat him in like five seconds. And I was like, wait a minute, that wasn't epic at all. It just it, it just like this this thought process gets put into your head of like. Oh man, like that guy was a beast because well, like I remember like we we went there with like not a lot of hearts. We didn't have the sword, you know, shoot and everything, and we just got mauled by the centaur. You know, I think what's important to remember when it comes to Zelda is not that this game was a contemporary of anything because it wasn't. Right. Exactly. Like yeah. it's hard to explain to somebody that like, all right, take the last. 35 years of video games and wipe them away. Right. Those games don't exist when they're making this game. Right, yeah. This game, nothing's like (laughs) this. Nothing's like this. Nothing was like this. There's a few Atari games you could point to that are... But they weren't interactive uh, in this way. Exactly. Like, Adventure's not interactive. Adventure's not interactive in that way. You're right, yeah. But there's a few that you You could see. Haunted Mansion is not interactive in this way. Yeah. That's the thing. It just, it's... Man, it, it, there's nothing that's more visual. And again, there's no prompts. The, the only things that would come close around this time, on this time, because I think Zelda still beats most of this stuff. Right. But you're talking Dragon Warrior, Final Fantasy One, right. uh, Ultima on the Ultima. PC. Yeah. Um, but really. Those games are they're not interactive in the same ways as Zelda. Right. Zelda is real time combat. Yes. Zelda is real time exploration mm-hmm. and environment manipulation. Yes. It is no prompts, no direct messaging. It's Red Faction to. Gorilla before Red Faction Gorilla. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Minus the destructible. Uh, they weren't destruct. They were. They, they were destruct- I could I, I could burn bushes. Burn and bushes. I could big right. dig holes. You're right. You're right. Not not everything though. Uh, I was like, but yeah, uh, I remember. Yeah, I can't shoot a magnet at a tower and make it collide into another I, tower. I, I can't remember which. I know the first dungeon wasn't the tree. It wasn't the Deku tree. The first dungeon we found or talked about or something. I wanted was it two say, where you get the boomerang. Yeah, I think it was two where you get the boomerang. That was the first one we went into. Most and, people find two. First. And I remember when we went to it, we were like, "What the fuck is this? Like, like this, this big this, labyrinth, this big freaking." Mouth door. What do we do? I, 
I think we go inside. Like, there's nothing to tell you that. <laughs> you just go. And, and, and that's the thing, is just everything's just so intuitive visually. You're not told to do anything. You're not directed anywhere. You just get it by going to it. You see visual things. Those things are throwing rocks at you. Oh, they're attacking me. I need to kill them. I have a sword to kill them with. You know, it, it, it's all, you know, and then anything else you encounter then, of course, is, oh, these are bad guys. Because uh, they're evil spider things. They're fucking skeletons. Uh, skeletons. Yeah, every time a skeleton, like, that's a bad thing. They're, I remember, they're little blobs that look like uh, Hershey's Kisses. Yeah, I remember being freaked out by the music of the dungeon when we walked in. Because you have just small things. That's your song for the day. Oh, it's fucking just burned into my brain. As soon as you said song, I hadn't thought about it the whole time. Right, but I'm saying, like, the music is so simple in that game because you start off with this... This is the world. Go and explore. And when you get into a dungeon, it's creepy. It's desolate. Luke Skywalker going to kill a guy. You're in a place that's shaped like a like a swastika. Like it's not good. Like it's a bad thing. You know, man, it's real interesting finding and exploring the dungeons, seeing like where to go. Oh, there's a room here because I have the map now. There's a room here, but I can't get to there. Do I bomb it? Do I waste a bomb at this point? I don't know. You, you, you only hold three. I only I only got three bombs right now. What do I do? You know, I got Dodongos up at the top. What do I do with the Dodongos? <laughs> I need to blow him up. Um, I'll say this as my personal closing statement on the original Legend of Zelda. Yeah. Because I could sit here and talk about this game for hours. That's cool. <laughs> I would say that I think that there has never been a more relevant time for someone to go back and play the original Legend of Zelda. Right. Sit down, even if you played it back when you were a kid, Mm -hmm. sit down and play that and then sit down with Breath of the Wild and go, yeah, wow. (laughs) Like, within the first 20 minutes of that game, I grabbed my 3DS and fired up the the first loading screen of uh, of Legend of Zelda for the NES yeah. and just started playing this and I was like yep it's that it's we're this. doing that aren't yeah. we yeah it, they make no they make no bones apologies they know exactly that's exactly what they did and uh, it's the smartest thing in the world it is it is it really is um, to pull that inspiration and he even said it when he made A Link Between Worlds he even said like I wanted to go back to this to this idea of you can go where you want to go that's it, it's such a smart thing to do because this franchise has been so deprecated in the in the in the in the framework of you have to go here you have to do this we have to we have to you're not you're not exploring you're on a tour that's the be- that's the most apt thing about it you're not exploring you're on a tour of this big world yeah. and that's it you're on a rail. You have to go here. You have to go there. There's one instance in Ocarina of Time where you can beat two dungeons out of order. That's the Spirit Temple and the Shadow Temple, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Everything else is in order, but you can beat the Spirit Temple before you beat the Shadow Temple and vice versa. That's it. Um, that's the only ones. Everything else you have to beat in order. Uh, as exploratory as that can be, there's little bits here and there. Uh, you know, you can get a Pono whenever you want. That's cool. Uh, but... You know, you can blow up a rock and go into a little tiny thing and get a little uh, chest with, like, 50 rupees in it. Hey, Willow. Nice girl. Uh, maybe get, like, a rupee, you know, 50 rupees in it or something like that. But that's it. There's no 
nothing's going to change the context of the game. Yeah. Uh, like you did in that game when you got the ring of power and you could move a boulder or with a bracelet or when you got the ring that like put, turned your tunic blue and now you can take more hits and you got a hard container so now I have more hits to take. It just everything is a is is a is a supplement of gaining power yeah. and equipment and being better at the game. It's all visual. It's all brilliant. I love it. What <laughs> What's most exciting about the new Zelda that I think is most readily reminiscent of the original Zelda is that the entire time that I'm playing this one, I can't stop having this power fantasy of <laughs> I can't wait until I'm strong. Right? Yeah, exactly. It's 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 the Mega Man concept, the Mega Man X concept. Man, like, once I get the right weapons, I'm gonna fuck people up. Right? That's <laughs> gonna be crazy. Uh, but yeah, that's it uh, for our talk of Zelda. I think, isn't it? I'd like to think so. I'd like to think it's the end. Um, yeah. Um, it's a good week. It's a good uh, week. Next week, uh, we'll talk more about Zelda. Brandon will probably have a copy by then. Mm-hmm. Uh, w- next week, we'll talk Horizon Zero Dawn uh, and some parallels that I'm able to draw between those games. Yeah. Uh, we'll also talk a bunch of PC stuff that I've got. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I felt like this entire episode deserved a, a big chunk of Zelda. Yeah. And I'm in deep into a Zelda hole. So. Agreed. Guys, Agreed. I really appreciate you tuning in. Mm-hmm. Uh, follow us on social media. Yeah. Follow us on social media. We got uh, we got the Twitters. We got the Facebooks. Video Destruct. VideoDestruct.com. We got Video Destruct on Facebook. At Video Destruct on Twitter. Hoss, you've got a Twitter. Follow me on Twitter! At Hoss underscore buddy. That's H-O-S-S underscore buddy. B-U-D-D-Y. Y'all. Yeah. Uh, talk to wrestlers and uh, talk to people about dead malls. Yeah, so I've fallen time. deep into this dead mall culture. <laughs> you know, send, send me the... Uh, Send, send me those uh, those clips. I think I want to put, or I put up that video this week. I'm gonna put up the video of right. exploring that dead mall and the arcade X and uh, uh, arcade legacy. Uh, but yeah, should be a good time, guys. Thanks for being on. Next week, what are we talking about? I don't know. What do you what do you want to talk about next week? Uh, next week uh, we'll be talking Horizon uh, Zero Dawn. Yeah. yeah, Horizon Zero Dawn. How similar um, that is. That'd be good. Since we're gonna talk. Horizon Zero Dawn, I want to talk Far Cry 2. Far Cry 2, sounds like a good comparison. There we go, guys. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time. We'll have malaria! What? You get that in Far Cry 2. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was your new catchphrase. <laughs> we'll have malaria! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>